Today's podcast is brought to you by Faith Versus Fear, Breaking Family Size, now available on Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. You are now listening to Renewed Mind Revolution Podcast with your host, Michelle Cacall. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Renew My Revolution Podcast with your host, Cheryl Kakal. As always, it is my honor and my pleasure to be able to share some tips and some tools with you that I know will assist you in becoming a better you. That's right. It doesn't matter how long you've been making that mistake. It doesn't matter how long you've been in that situation. Understand this, ladies and gentlemen, you and I can always start all over again. That's what's so great about grace is that it is sufficient and it is favorable to you and to me so it just just does not apply to me but it applies to you as well which means that no matter how long you've had that addiction no matter how many times you made that mistake no matter how many times you found yourself in this repeated cycle this repeated circle i call it the merry-go-round okay just over and over again and sometimes you feel like you can never get off you can never get out. I'm here to remind you, to encourage you, and to tell you, yes, you can. You can get out. Yes, you can get off. Yes, you can change. Yes, you can be the difference. And you can be the difference in your own life. We talked about this before, but I feel compelled to share that with you today, that you do not have to wait for someone else to come and change it for you, that you can create your own. You can change your own. You are, you have to be a part of your own healing. That's a new step for us in the year 2021. We will emphasize that over and over again about how important it is for you, how important it is for me to be a part of our own healing. So many times people are disappointed because they put their faith in people, right? People that you feel like you should be able to trust. And yet they disappoint. And because of that, people make grave decisions for their lives because they've been hurt. They feel abandoned. They feel used. And oftentimes they end up leaving uh, and letting go uh, of their own purpose, of their own dreams, right? Of their own goals. They give up on themselves. And if you haven't heard it from me before, hear me now and I tell you that if you give up on yourself, then who will vouch for you, right? Who is going to be your biggest supporter if it's not going to be for you? If you don't feel like you deserve it, then it's not going to happen. If you don't feel like you should have it, then you're not going to get it. If you don't feel like you deserve the second chance, this third chance, this fourth chance, then you won't get it. We can't always wait and expect other people to validate us or to agree with us okay because they're not going to agree all the time they're not going to see what's in you they're not going to be your cheerleader or your coach sometimes as uh, the king david said in the bible you have to learn to encourage yourselves and that's what we're talking about today is learning to encourage yourself be a part of that that team 
be the leader of that team that you are looking for to support you. We waste so much time. We waste so much time waiting for others to validate us, to validate our dreams, to validate our purpose, to validate our goals. You know, have you ever had plans and when you was excited about, you know, the next steps of your life and you made a great mistake of sharing it with the wrong person because they don't see what you see. And you get disappointed and then you get disencouraged and then all the energy and that zeal that you had prior to sharing it with that person. Now it is gone and you're wondering why, why you no longer have the energy, why you no longer have the drive, why you no longer have the passion because you're going to dream killers. You're going to passion killers and you're sharing something that is important to you, but it's not important to them. And you're making a mistake by expecting everybody that you share your goals or your, your dreams with to validate them, to celebrate with you. But you need to learn to celebrate if it's only by yourself. Celebrate yourself today. Okay, celebrate you. The little step that you made that you feel like, you know, it's, it's, it's not a big, big step, but it's a little step. Celebrate that step. This is something that I think we all can learn and understand and appreciate, especially during these times, is that every little step that you make, celebrate your step. You know, it's your step. So others might say, oh, well, I've been there. I've done that. That step is not a big deal. Uh, what's, you know, why, why are you making a big deal about that? Don't share that with those type of people. You know, celebrate yourself. Celebrate that step. Celebrate, you know, if you are two weeks sober, a month sober, celebrate that. Everybody's not going to clap. Everybody's not going to say, oh, wow, that's great. Oh, my God. I Because they don't know the struggle. They don't understand the process it took for you to be sober for two weeks or for a month. They don't understand the resistance that you have to go through. They don't understand that 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 up at night and, and the struggle, whatever that you had to endure to get to that two weeks or that month. They don't see that. They don't know that. And they don't have to. That's another thing. They don't have to. But as long as you know it, as long as you've been there, you was a part of it, you experienced it, celebrate it. You deserve that. You deserve to be celebrated in that way. Don't underestimate your own self. Don't underestimate. It's, it's awful to, you know, congratulate everybody else, celebrate everybody else. But when it comes to yourself, it's neglectful. That's something that um, as a parent, I often try to encourage my, my children now that they're much older, young adults to, you know, and to take care of yourself, you know, buy yourself something new, buy yourself something that you would be happy and, and proud to have. You know, you work hard, you celebrate, you know, by, you know, after you take care of all your responsibilities, treat yourself, treat yourself to a good meal, treat yourself to a new outfit, couple of outfits, treat yourself. I mean, be good to yourself. You know, sometimes we, uh, and I've shared this before, we, uh, especially as mothers and parents, we give so much of ourselves. And speaking from a parent who, you know, have, I have been a parent for 23 years now, 
Um, my oldest is 23. My youngest is uh, 15 years old. And I have a middle child who just turned 19. So speaking from a, a woman who has experience uh, with children for years and years, um, there is nothing that I would have not sacrificed for my children. I mean, I've done everything to assure that my kids had uh, a comfortable lifestyle. I made sure that they were comfortable, protected, and secure, and allowed to be children. There was nothing that I would, you know, have not done to ensure that my children were raised in a safe and healthy environment. And, you know, I made sure that they had clothes, roof over their heads, they were warm, they were safe, they were fed, they were nurtured, they were, and they felt loved. You know, I was the type of parent, and they would tell you, where I, you know, watched all of the kids' shows with them, all of the movies. Come on, mom, let's watch this movie. Come on, mom, let's watch this show. I had no interest in some of the movies, some of the shows, but I became engulfed. I became involved because it was something that my children enjoyed, and it gave me a chance to spend time with them, gave me a chance to see what they were watching. Um, there was conversations that, you know, that might have been uncomfortable for, you know, other parents to have with their children. But with my children, it has always been an open door policy. Whatever you want to talk about, whatever you want to discuss, let's discuss it. You know, I had no filter. When it came to that, I want to make sure that before they go talk about it with other people, they knew that they could always come and talk to me. I never wanted them to feel like they had to uh, hold back things, hold back, you know, feelings or or any, any type of thoughts or whatever. Just share it. We would work it out together. We would talk it out together. And those are the type of sacrifices that, you know, I made as a parent. And then once my children got older, it took me a while. I mean, and it's still a, a practice that I'm, I'm learning, but it took me a while to begin to, you know, take care of, of me. I was so used to uh, not eating, you know, until, you know, they were all eating and making sure that they were all fed and making sure they finished their food. And sometimes let's be, let's be realistic for the real parents out there. You can sometimes lose your appetite because you're so busy worrying about them eating, that you're not really enjoying your own food. Sometimes you're just making sure they're eating, making sure that they're okay, making sure. So sometimes even at mealtime, you're not really digesting it properly. You're not enjoying it properly because you're too busy. Did you eat that? Put that back. Don't do that. You know, just the conversations, the assurance, the making sure, are you full? Are you okay? It's just a full-time job, you know, for a parent. And so, you know, I had to even something very simple as make sure that I am now, you know, enjoying my food. <laughs> something so, you know, simple like that, making sure that I'm getting rest because I, I and I've shared this with my children. But from the day that I became a parent, um, you know, 23 years ago, I no longer had a normal pattern of sleep that went out the door because, you know, it's not just, the, you know, being up in the middle of the night, but it's if your child is sick, you're up checking on them constantly. Um, if they're not home yet, you're concerned. 
as to when they're going to get home. Um, if, you know, you hear noises, they're getting up. Where are you going? What are you doing? You know, you're just trying to monitor your child and make sure that they are, are okay and that they're not getting into things also. Let me just be honest, okay? Kids get into a lot of things, so you have to watch them. So you took a lot of naps here and there when your kids were young. They nap, you try to nap. You know, you kind of create these patterns. If you found out they're older and they're napping good and you're still on this, this pattern of trying to find the peace. You know, and then it's something about kids can sleep and nobody bothers them because you don't want them to wake up, right? Um, and, and, and start, you know, getting into things. But as a parent, you can't sleep because as soon as you close your eyes, ma, you know, ma. And, and even if you if you're doing it in front of them, you know, you tell them I'm sleepy, I need to rest, let me get a nap. You know, they're older kids now, and that's what's wrong with you? I'm sleepy, just like you, just like you will be sleepy. But it it, it takes time. It takes time to for me, because um, I'm once again I'm an older getting to us to be an older parent with a children home who are now become young adults. And I have one last teen left. Um, so I am now attempting to adjust to this new, this new uh, life of uh, making sure that I'm taking care of myself, making sure that, you know, I can say no now. I can, you know, I can say you're old enough to do these things on your own. I still lead them. I still guide them. I still give them, you know, the 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 information and the guidance that they need from me as young adults. Because children are going to always need their parents, um, not in the way that we were there for them when they were little, but they still need that that guidance, they still have questions because there's so many things that they're going to face in life that we've already faced, that we've already dealt with. So we're there just like a backup, you know, like I got you. Um, I hear you. Yes, I've been there, you know, so we're still there. But now we can, you know, kind of pull back a little bit and allow them to live. And in that meantime, we're learning now to adjust to our new Selves and our new life, and our and and adjust to saying no. You know, taking care of our own health, take care of our own mental health, take care of our emotional health. Because when you get to a certain age, then your life starts changing, and all these other things that come about when you get older. So it's a, it's about adjusting. It's about changing. And it's and it's about adjusting to who you are now. Making the necessary adjustments for your life so that you can be the better you. And you want to be a better you for yourself. A lot of things that, you know, as a parent or, you know, whoever, if you're a caregiver, you do for those that you care about. You know, you make these choices. I lived in, you know, certain communities and so I wanted my kids to go to a certain school. So I, I made sure that we lived in a certain um, school zone. Those were the sacrifices that I made um, so that they can walk to school. If I couldn't drive, if I had to go to work, they can always be there on time. And so we make adjustments. You make adjustments if you can to your time when you're going to get off so that you can be home. You know, when everybody's about get off. So, you know, I will do that going earlier so that I can get off at a certain time so I can be there, you know, um, 
and you know make meal preps and all these different things that you have done you know to assure that your kids those that you care about are well taken care of then you get to a, a certain time in your life where now there are adjustments you know there are more stuff sufficient even though in my house they are still looking for meals, but now they have jobs and careers that they can, you know, feed themselves and take care of themselves. But I'm still on mommy duty every now and then, where I make sure that we have that good, you know, home cooked meal that we all can, you know, enjoy and save our money. But it just takes adjustments. It takes rearranging, you know, your life. But it's for the better part because I want to be there healthy and strong mentally physically and emotionally for myself and for my children and for you know future grandchildren but right now you know I had to learn that I have to do it for me a lot of things that I made the choices for was for my children or for my family but some things has to be for you you're going to do it because you deserve this you need this you know, and it changes. It changes when you think about it that way. You know, like I said, a lot of decisions were made because of my children being young. So we, you move a certain place, you go on certain vacations, you know, Disney, Disney World, because it's good for kids. Then when you get to a certain age, you know, you realize, you know, you no longer have to do the the vacations that's just centered around young kids but now you can go to other things that you still as a family but they're not so young anymore so it just it's, it's just changing but it's a good change because life is progressive and we're supposed to grow and we're supposed to mature and we're supposed to change and so there is nothing wrong with change nothing absolutely nothing wrong with change change will always be uncomfortable whether it's a good change or a bad change it's always going to be uncomfortable and it's going to be uncomfortable because it's something that we are just not used to because it's not something that is the norm for us and because of that it's going to always be um, something that is uncomfortable so don't get uh, you know uneasy thinking that something is wrong because you're uncomfortable in a change because you think I should be happy right how many times have you said that I should be happy you wondering why you're not happy about a change because it's a change it's not something that you're accustomed to and you, you know you've been in this norm for a while and so it's not something that you is, is the norm for you but let me assure you that there are always new norms, new norms. They always come. And so once you get adjusted, once you begin to embrace this change, then you would see now this is your new norm. And you would wonder, how do I even, you know, do the other, you know, for so long? So it's okay. It's okay to, you know, accept change. It's not going to be, it's not going to be comfortable all the time. But it is necessary change because we always say the only thing that is consistent is change. So it is OK. I want to just make sure that, you know, I came on today and share something very small 
Um, but very important to remind you guys to share a little bit, you know, about my life. And maybe you can relate to that if you're a parent and you got older children. Maybe you can uh, relate to some of the things that I shared today. Um, and if, if, if not, share it with somebody that can relate to it. But I just really want to, you know, share with you guys because it's so much still that we're adjusting to. So many different changes that we're adjusting to. But I want to make sure that you guys understand about change. And about you, how important you are, how uh, it's important for you to be a part of your own healing and for you to be the team leader on the team for yourself. I mean, go for you. Go for you. Do it for you. Don't just um, do it for, you know, the people who are around you. Do it for you. Do it because you know you should be healthy. You should be uh, mentally, physically, and emotionally healthy. So do it for you. And it's not arrogant. I had someone just recently say how many times we messed up on the understanding of confidence and arrogance. Sometimes we think that, you know, you're being arrogant because that's something that I thought when it came to myself, that if you cared enough, uh, too much about yourself or whatever that it was arrogance, but it's not it's confidence So don't get it confused arrogance and confidence. That's some good advice that was given to me And so I'm passing it on to you take care of yourself be good to yourself be good to yourself And not just expect others to be good to you, but you have to be good to yourself first You know we can if we if we allow just others To determine our value then we are not ever going to be able to see our true potential you know we'll never be able to see our true potential because you know everybody's just not going to be rooting for you they're not going to be on your team you, you we are blessed when we find people who love us enough to root for us to wish us best to love us enough whether we you know succeed or fail those are blessings those those are wonderful people to keep around but we don't always are fortunate enough to have those people around there are always going to be some people who are naysayers. There are always going to be people who are doubters. Always going to be people who wish the worst for you. That's just the reality of life itself. So once you get that understanding in your mind, it doesn't make you, uh, you know, bitter or mean. Don't allow that to happen ever, 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 because that's giving them too much power. But it should help that you need to be. God bless you guys. Have an outstanding day. I love you. Most importantly, God loves you more.